Good morning and welcome to New Beginning Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and taking positive steps toward our future. With me today is my co-host, Mr. Sheldon Gooch. Welcome, Mr. Gooch. Well, good morning, Ms. Sandra. Good morning, Mr. Gooch. How are you this morning? I tell you what, I am doing great. Just doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm great. How was your weekend? It, it was incredible. Really? What yes, did you do this weekend? Worked. Worked? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I got a lot done. Good. How about yours? Uh, church. Okay. Church. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Family. That's good. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we are back, and we want to thank you all for tuning in again. We are doing the second part of a two-part series with Pastor Kevin Thomas, uh, the pastor of of Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Florence, Mississippi, and got a lot of feedback on you, Pastor, from from last week. That's great. Yes, indeed. It was so good that we had to extend it uh, to an to a second part, and so we're excited about having you here again. So would you mind starting us off with a word of prayer? Sure, let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we are so grateful and thankful because you are awesome, you are mighty, you are marvelous, and we just thank you for the many blessings you've bestowed upon us. And Lord, we just thank you for keeping us, we thank you for protecting us, we thank you for leading and guiding us, and we pray, Father God, that you will bless our time together on this morning so that you will receive all the honor and glory for what we are about to do. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, and we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Well, you know, last week we ended on a, um, abuse, um, denominational differences and racial differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, we It was a very invigorating conversation. We were kind of almost all over the place because you have so much wisdom <laughs> in so many areas. And, and, and I just found myself saying, well, what's your take on this? Well, what's your take on this? So we're going to ask you some things. Just really want to get your insights on. I know you're a, trem- a tremendous man of God, an incredible Bible teacher. And I've learned so much from you. And I just appreciate you being here and just being open and, and, and just freely sharing. So, well, bless the Lord. Amen, amen. Amen. We have two ministries that uh, we represent here, Ms. Colleen Sanders. Ms. Sanders, before we get started, just tell us quickly what the Geneva Foundation is. The Geneva Foundation is a nonprofit organization where we deal with women with all types of abuse, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, spiritually, whatever it is that keep a woman from moving out of the dark place into the into a great light, that is what we deal with. Uh, we go as far as um, having classes and our classes are a nine, uh, 12, I'm sorry, 12 week class. And what we do is uh, we have 12 weeks of nothing but uh, learning that individual person, um, having conversation with them, having conversation with the group, uh, what they're most comfortable with. And we just help them to get to that great place in their life where they are able to acknowledge some of the things that have happened and we know without acknowledgement without accepting things nothing is ever going to change so our goal is to get them out of that dark place by acknowledging things that have happened to them in their life and accepting those and so how do we move forward 
to getting you to the place that you need to be. So that's basically what the Jenny Foundation does. That's good, absolutely. And you do an incredible job. I've been fortunate to, to witness some of the results. And, um, you know, the ladies that have shared their testimonies say that their lives were transformed. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, to God be the glory, but uh, he is certainly using you in that area. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and as for yourself, you do such a great job with I'm Free and giving back. You know, I tell my friends all the time, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet him. He got life plus 30 plus 30. And they look at me like, are you kidding me? And I said, yes, he has a testimony. You definitely need to hear it. And so let's talk a little bit about I'm Free and what does I'm Free mean to you? Well, I am free means everything because um, freedom, you know, at any cost is worth it. Yes. And um, my freedom uh, costs a whole lot. Freedom I'm, I'm talking about is a freedom from the slavery and bondage of sin. Absolutely. You know, it, a, a lot of blood was shed for, for that. But also, yes, I did have life plus 60 years and I was granted an executive clemency by the governor. Mm -hmm. God moved on his heart. And God did it in a way that only He could get the glory, and it was a, it was a miracle. But I got I got saved in prison, and you know my favorite one of my favorite scriptures is John eight thirty six that if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. But uh, I got free from who I was, and I got tired of being who I was because my results were always failure. And so um, I knew I had to do something different, be somebody different. It's not what you have to do. To become successful it's who you have to become um, and I knew I had to be different so I just thank the Lord for saving me in prison and he said in 2nd Corinthians 5 17 that if any man be in Christ he's a new creature that the old things you know the fighting the stealing the, the arm robberies the drug addiction um, the, the gun fights all those things passed away and behold everything was new Man. And so I run into people all the time and they say this can't be you I said, that ain't me. So I don't know who that guy was. <laughs> but I just thank the Lord for, for setting me on a different course. And so we're going to talk about both concepts. So, Pastor, let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, do you know anyone that is an ex-offender? Right now I'm involved in torch, but those young gentlemen are still incarcerated. Okay. So, but... I know my, my cousin who lives in uh, Florida right now is, but he is, uh, thank God, he has been out uh, for for many years now, and mm -hmm. he's living a productive life as an electrician. Oh, wow, that's, that's great. great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's something significant about, what you, about that. I mean, he is an electrician. Yes, sir. So he's got something that can keep him out. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. He is, he is always from the time I was a small boy, he has always been an extremely talented individual. Got involved in that fast life, the drug trade, and this, mm -hmm. and it kind of took him in the wrong direction. But now he is doing extremely well, has a wife, uh, kids that are in college, one has finished wow. college, one is already uh, has started college. So uh, it's just a testimony to what, what God can do, how even in that state, he can just turn your life completely around. Yeah, you know, and I know you you can testify to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and there, there's something significant about having um, some education. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's a direct correlation between a lack of education 
and criminal activity. And so when you look, uh, take a poll of those who are incarcerated, you'll find even the literacy levels are around the third grade on average. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if you can't read and you can't communicate effectively, then you're likely to fall through the cracks mm-hmm. and uh, and become a statistic right. potentially there for you. Sometimes that, that I realize that you don't have to be in prison locked up to have to be in prison walking around in the world. Yes, but that's true. Based on things that are going on in your life, when it comes to abuse, you shut down or you become angry. You know. And sometimes when those things happen, you don't know which way to go and what to do. I've had two different types of women to tell me two different types of things. One told me that she was abused so bad, the only place that her husband would allow her to go was to church. Wow. And she was only there. Her peace came two hours at church. And she was able to go back to that same place every day of being mentally, physically abused, you know? And the peace that she had is when she came to church for those two hours. That was the only peace that she got. Mm -hmm. And my thought is, how in the world can you stay in that situation? But he controlled the money. He controlled everything in the relationship. He even kept her from seeing her family and friends. So she felt isolated. The second one, a young lady told me that um, the minister actually knew that she was going through some things. Mm -hmm. And she was going to church to get some peace of mind for that same two hours. And what she got was she felt that was a lot of disrespect from the pastor because he was talking about her situation over the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she just felt that you know, I'm guilty of this and, and, you know, the truth is hurting, or if she just felt that that was something that he was doing, was just, you know, uh, pulling her out, saying if you do this and this and this and backing up with some type of scripture, you know, but she Mm. really felt very hurt and she stopped going to church. I don't, not sure what to tell her in reference to that, you know. Wow. Well, I think, Ms. Sanders, from, from, from my experience, it is sometimes extremely difficult to, I guess I could say, get out from underneath the eye of the Lord. You can't. Yeah, that's true. And there are two pathways that can go, and there are two ways people can interpret that, mm-hmm. depending on their level of spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've experienced it. I think we've, we've all experienced mm-hmm. it, where you go to church, and you're like, man, was he peeping in my window? Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> yeah. You read my I, mail? I, I was, he read, was he reading my yeah. mail? And that's, I think that is Holy Spirit-led. That's Holy Spirit-directed. Mm-hmm. Now, just somebody coming in off the cuff and as you said Mm -hmm. uh, speaking your business across the pulpit Mm -hmm. when they know and you know that they know Mm -hmm. what you've been through I I think that is I think that is a uh, a a abuse Mm -hmm. of of that particular moment of of preaching and over the years what I what I've tried to do to eliminate that 
uh, so nobody can say, well, he picked that scripture out just, mm -hmm. just to pick on me. I try to preach through books right. of the Bible. Yes. So, or mm. I'll preach through a section mm. of the Bible, and I'll let them know, uh, well, I've stopped here this week. This is where we're going next, next week. week. So it's, it's not... I'm in Matthew this week, then we go all the way over to the Exodus, then we all the way back to Philippians. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I've been, I've been preaching through the book of Romans since the beginning of the year. Wow. 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 This is the 10th month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we're, we're in Romans chapter 12 now. Oh, wow. Uh, I try to give, give my congregation a break mm -hmm. so because Romans is a, is a tough book. You know, it is especially on the soul and on, yes. especially for those first three chapters, Romans chapter one mm. through three. I had to give them a do a disclaimer and said, "Listen, you all, this is going to be tough <laughs> 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 because here Paul is is telling us, man, we we are all messed up, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for all of sin and come mm -hmm. short of the glory mm -hmm. of God." But I, I think that does a couple of things. It it, it matures me as a pastor mm -hmm. preacher. Mm -hmm. And it matures my congregation, right. uh, and it also going back to going back to that dilemma. They can't say, "Well, well, Pastor Thomas is 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 picking on me." Mm -hmm. No, we're just we're just moving along mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in scripture, whatever right. it is. And so I think when we finish Romans, I'm going to preach through the Sermon on the Mount. Because mm -hmm. uh, what I what I try to do is is take take a vacation and do my vacation. I'm planning my preaching. So I, I kind of have an internal preaching calendar so I know where I'm wow. going. I That's know I know what, what we're doing now. If the Holy Spirit breaks in, mm -hmm. he breaks, breaks in. in. Of course. Yes, right. Yeah, right. And so uh, but for the most part it's it's a blessing on me because I already know it's not a it's not a matter of what am I going to preach next Sunday. Right. Right. I already yeah, know where I, yeah, mm -hmm. I already know where I'm going. And it, it as I said, it helps my congregation because so nobody can say he picked that out just mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. just to mess mm -hmm. with me. No, we're just this is just the progression of, of the thought of the passage mm -hmm. of you know, we're going where that's how we go through it. Mm -hmm. And I and I, I think what that has done, as I said before, Miss Sanders is help 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 eliminate mm -hmm. that so when mm -hmm. someone comes to good hope whether it's for the first time or whether they're a continuing member they already know uh well the ones who are members they know well pastor's probably going to be keep going in romans and if they're a visitor i try to preface my sermon with with a remark like well we're going back to mm -hmm. right. or we are uh, this is where we have been mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. is this is where we are right now and so i for for me, I think that helps in that situation because I never, ever want people not to be able to trust right. that that when they come to Good Hope, they're not getting the gossip. Right. You know, okay. mm. uh, nobody's been in pastor's ear. Thank you. Right. And and uh, and so now, and whoever's in pastor's ear is is they're they're trying to manipulate or or. Mm -hmm. uh, or direct the sermon mm -hmm. or the message. No, it, it's it's because I, I take it seriously. Paul Paul called Timothy. He said, "But you, O man of God," mm -hmm. that text, "O man of God," he said, "You're God's man." Mm -hmm. you and he and he prefaces right. that that message to <laughs> Timothy. You're not your man. You're God's That's man. Right. Yes. And yes. so when we speak for God. We want to make sure that we're 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 speaking His word. Right. That's right. And not using that opportunity to to get back at right. people or try mm -hmm. and I, and 
at, at some time it might be people that do that in their own way. They might think, well, this is how I'm helping. <laughs> but in, in a lot of times, that's, that's not really, no. that, yeah, no. that's, that's not helping, that's hurting. And the thing is, if you're going to say something across the pulpit and you, you know me and you know what I'm going through or you think you know, don't say anything across there that you won't say to me. To me personally. Personally, one on one. And if you're going to say it to me one on one, it's been said. You know? Right. You know right. So there's no need to so, say you know, it. Don't, don't be, you know, find another illustration. You know, <laughs> you know because I, I heard a young lady say, I can find word on anything. And, and she was. <laughs> <laughs> the spectrum was was broad, you know. She, she, in other yeah. words, I could find the word for doing something bad, and so we can find ourselves victim of someone who is weaponizing the mm -hmm. word mm -hmm. and and using the word to 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 be a licking stick, so to speak. Yeah. One thing I like about you, Pastor, is that you know you were talking about the series, um, and I was talking with another pastor a few weeks ago. Um, Pastor Pine Lake and we were talking about how um, faith is one thing and logic is another mm -hmm. right but you need to be able to reason out the word exactly the word needs to make sense mm -hmm. you know and so I like the way you you break things down I mean it's it's, it's amazing you know you you take one verse and you'll find five points of development in there in, in three or four steps. And I'm like, hey, I really thought about that. I mean, you know, I just love the way you break the word down. Yeah, well, it's, you know? it's like Paul says in, in Romans, uh, the end of Romans 12, 1, he says, which is your reasonable mm -hmm. service. Or he says, which is your mm -hmm. spiritual act of worship. Uh, there are a couple of connotations there, but one, one of the words is logical. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, if you're... If your faith does not have any reason, or if your mm -hmm. faith or, or or doctrine has a logical side to it, right? You know, right. so if if your faith has no reason, that that logic and doctrine kind of kind of blend and meld together, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it it all it all makes sense. It's got to make sense, you know. <laughs> even true. even uh, God says, "Come, let us reason, reason. Yeah. together." Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, that's that's important. Um, we are in a in a world right now that uh, this new thing of of uh, of ex offenders being released and you know the prison reform, mm -hmm. um, this big reentry thrust, and there's going to be thousands of people yeah. uh, being released from prison. I mean, they're they're legalizing marijuana everywhere, <laughs> but there are folks that are doing time for it. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, we're going to have an influx uh, of new people in, in our community or returning people. And I know that we're not ready for it. You know, now people are running around posturing themselves because of the earmarked money yeah. that's out there. Mm -hmm. But they really don't have a, a, a solid game plan on how to deal with an ex-offender. And, and what I mean by that is they think housing and clothes and food is all well that's all you're going to give them they were doing they've been doing that for the past 10 years so you know that what they need is something on the inside working on the outside and that's the reason why you know i'm free the curriculum that i have 
um, God gave me while I was incarcerated. And people ask me all the time, well, how is it that you were able to get out of there and go straight to the top of a company and had nothing but good jobs and all that, you know, but God prepared me while I was in that crossbar wilderness, mm-hmm. you know, where I was writing out goals and that type of thing. How do we get the churches involved in such a way that is, you know, that is more than just housing, more than just housing, but um, really maybe even having a, having something at the church where they can, people can be taught. You get out of prison and you all of a sudden free. And for the past five, 10, 15, 20, my, you know, my brother did 43 years, 43 calendar years. Mm-hmm. You know, then all of a sudden you're free and you got a completely different culture. You know, yeah. you, if you've been living six months someplace else, yeah. and then you come into a, you know, you're all of a sudden free. Yeah. It's difficult. And I don't know, I don't have all the answers. I know how to work with an ex offender, but you, we have to find a way to bridge the gap between churches and uh, business and just the, the whole culture. We need to, you know, to yeah. be around us because if you if you lose sight of your future you go back to your past what are, what are you, what is your propensity what do you have um inclinations toward you yeah. know and you yeah. come out and say I, I'm, a, I'm christian now but if you don't have what you need then you know you never live like that out here right but you got your homies going hey man you know i know you need a little something to get on your feet right right so yeah. we we got a lot of work to do yeah i I don't know how accurate of a picture it is, but really the first, my my first real, real, uh, I guess you could say exposure to that, and you might be able to help me out, came from a movie called The Shawshank Redemption. Have you ever, have you ever seen oh, that? Oh, my favorite. Watch it over and over again. And, and in it, yeah, I, I, I sat and I watched, and, and, and there was an elderly gentleman there. I can't remember what his name was, mm-hmm. but he was getting out. Mm-hmm. And it, it it shocked him to the point where he had another inmate by the throat with a with a uh, letter opener to his throat, and they were trying to the older gentleman who was who was played by Morgan Freeman was trying mm-hmm. to explain to everybody mm-hmm. that he had been institutionalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd been there forty, fifty years, and, and if I'm he said, in here he's somebody, mm-hmm. right. but out there, you know, who is he? Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly enough, in, in the movie, he ended up, you know, co- killing himself, committing mm-hmm. suicide, because it was a world that he just could not understand. He could not be, uh, he could not relate to it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think as a, as, as the church, we, it's important for us to under, to understand that number one, that individual that's that's coming out, no matter what they've done, God still loves that person. That's right. And not only does God love them, God still wants the best for their, you know, he wants the best for their life. So I think as the church, uh, we need to be more active. There are some churches that are doing a dynamic job. Uh, Dr. Kenneth Maurice Davis uh, has a, uh, he pastors uh, in D'Iberville, a church in D'Iberville, but uh, he does a fantastic job of of dealing with inmates and and not only while they are incarcerated, once they are released, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had a, he had a, a, an event where 
he paired inmates who had been released with people in his church who owned businesses. Oh, that's great. And he had contacts in the community, people who had lawn service businesses, people who were uh, casino managers mm -hmm. and those mm -hmm. types of things, trying to just get them connected mm -hmm. with the skills that they had, the skills that they had learned while they were incarcerated. Mm -hmm. and, and I think as, a, as, as the church, that's where we need to really be headed toward, not mm -hmm. just, you know, we are, we are the headquarters in the community for Sunday morning, mm -hmm. but our, our, our influence and outreach needs to go outside of that. So it's about, I think it's about partnering with, partnering with the Department of Corrections and with uh, nonprofits like uh, what you're doing, Sheldon, and, uh, and other guys, in any way that we can, uh, helping these people to get back on their feet, but and understanding that uh, that God still loves them, and if 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 we are who we say we are, then we should have that same love, uh, no matter what they've done. That's right. Know, no matter no matter what they've done, and I and I think that's an important step in in us getting them reintegrated into mm -hmm. society mm -hmm. because as you said uh every real man wants a job mm -hmm. right you know right. he wants to be self-sufficient and he wants to be able to to provide for himself and hopefully his family without having to look over his shoulder that's right you know right. every 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 man I, I think wants to have someplace decent for his family to stay every man real man wants to take care of his kids you know take care of his wife and understand in, in this society, that takes money. <laughs> you have to have a job. You have to have a skill. And it is, is as you said, if if I can't if I can't do that, I just fall back into those old ways and those old habits. So I think that the church plays a can play a dynamic role and mm -hmm. a really important role in in helping coming alongside and partnering. I say I say to my congregation all the time, we can't go to Africa on missions, but we participate in Operation Christmas Child, which right. which sends boxes to mm -hmm. Christmas boxes to children all over mm -hmm. the uh, in third world countries. Right. But not only that, uh, there's somebody there, a physical body there with that box that will that will uh, teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ and offer them a chance to be saved. We might not be able to host it or, or, or facilitate it, but we can find somebody that is That's right. and pour into their ministry That's right. and, and help them do that as well. Because, you know, you, when you partner with a ministry that's doing it, you are actually doing the ministry. Yeah. Right. You know, mm -hmm. so you, you, you are the understructure. You, you are you know, helping to support it. We failed to mention this, but Pastor, you are a board member of the Geneva Foundation. Yeah, that's so right. I am. Wife. Wife. <laughs> yes, and so is your wife. And, um, and so uh, we extend our gratitude to you for, for your support. You know, oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I go back and I mm, often listen to the ending of our banquet that night where you prayed for me. Oh, actually, yeah, I right. did that last night because <laughs> I needed it really bad. <laughs> but I went back and I often just take that and I just close my eyes and I listen to that mm. because it gives me peace. But I, I thank you so very much for all that you do and all that you do for the Geneva Foundation and all you're doing here on the radio. It's, it's really remarkable. And I just want to go back and piggyback off something that you said a few minutes ago and re-entry. So many people have said, well, where are we going to find the money? Where are we going to get the money? 
if you can house an inmate for fifteen hundred dollars a day, wow. that is the money. <laughs> if you you know if you're releasing somebody into I'm free, for instance, to go through all the programs that you have. Mm. To get that person equipped for 30 to 90 days, right. why can't you just transfer that money that you're holding him for to give him some relief over here? Mm. So I, I don't, I don't yeah. understand why you got to look for the money if you have 100 people coming out times $1,500 <laughs> times 30 days. That's your money right there. So where's that problem? I, I need you problem? to speak into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I don't understand that. What do you have to look for right. if you've already allocated this money? Right. I know right. it's coming to the end of release. That means that money is cut off. But yet and still, you got to be able to give back something right. to get this person's life back on track and not just... Say okay, in thirty days he's coming back, so we gotta, you know, mm -hmm. put uh, put money aside because he'll be back in thirty days. Mm -hmm. You know, why not put the eye on he's gonna get out and become successful? Right, that's right. You know, and keep his life moving in a positive way, other than looking to house him in thirty days. Mm. You know that, and, that, and I think that speaks to how the uh, criminal justice system is becoming privatized. Yes. Which also speaks to it's becoming profit driven. Oh, absolutely, yes. absolutely. And if there are absolutely. no inmates, there absolutely. are no profits. There's no profit. Right. That's right. You yeah, know? yeah you know? which which sadly speaks to almost another form of slavery. Absolutely. 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 There are consultants that talk about the prison needs mm -hmm. uh, fifteen years from now, mm -hmm. and they get paid tens of thousands of dollars for mm -hmm. this for this research. And where do they get the data from? They look at um, prenatal, mm -hmm. the risk <laughs> factors. Yeah. You know, where is there a community where there is blight, where there is low income, mm -hmm. or, um, or very low income, or there's risk or high risk? We're the bad schools, so to speak, because, right. they, they, because what they're going to turn out is not going to be ready. So they forecast 15 years from now, and yes. sometime even before that, they look at a young girl who's 16, 17 years old. She didn't finish school, but she's pregnant. So we know in 18 years, there's going to be an adult mm -hmm. that's prison ready. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what happened, and they literally, they put hard numbers mm -hmm. to it. <laughs> and so if, if I'm the consultant and you pay me $30,000 for the study, I'm I'm not going to do anything to offset that study. Right. I, you know, I'm going to try to make sure that that happens because right. I want to be right. Right. And I want to have a track record of success in my consultation. Mm -hmm. So, but it costs so much less for prevention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they have an old cliche that says an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I can take a, a young lady and Miss Anders can take a young lady or whatever, and because part of her program is to help them finish high school if they didn't have not, yeah. but help them finish high school, get a meaningful trade. What would have happened 18 years from now, uh, where another person would be going to prison? Now you got somebody who might end up going to college because she had a chance, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it's 
we are in a tough situation when it comes to, to the, the crime and the criminal, uh, criminal and the privatization of prison. Um, you know, it's big industry. And I wish there was so much more that we could do. I really wished and I would love to see more churches get involved, you know, and a lot of times, and, I, and I've heard from a group of pastors that one of, the, one of the reasons that they don't, and they were just laying it out and being honest, I don't have time for the stress. Mm. <laughs> I've heard somebody <laughs> told me that the other day. I really don't have time for the stress. I don't have time to deal with other people's problems, dealing with the congregation and dealing with my own personal family. So it is a lot on me, and I'm not able to do that. My thing is, you go get a psychiatrist to help you. <laughs> Lay down on that couch, tell them your problem, and then, and then you go deal with your community. Because to me, the pastor is the closest thing to God on earth. That's how I see mm -hmm. it. And any time that you have an opportunity to make a difference in somebody's life and you don't, you just shorten God. That's how mm. I see that. That's how I personally see that. Mm -hmm. You know, and we should always be making that effort to make a difference with our sister and our brother. Because sometimes if it's just a tradition, things have happened over and over, and I some people say I got the curse on me, I'm the black sheep of the family. You're not the black sheep of the family, you're the chosen one. You just don't know it. <laughs> and it's mm. our responsibility to show you that and bring that out of you that you have not seen because I'm getting I'm getting hyper <laughs> because you have not seen because maybe your grandmother has gone through that your father has gone through it and the only thing you see is what used to be and not understanding you are the one that can make the difference for your whole entire family and the next generation to come hmm. That's how I feel about that. And I think we should do more. <laughs> I think we should do more. And I just don't know how to do more than what I do. Sometimes you, we just need a hand up. Not, yeah. not a hand down, but a hand up. Just, just, to make a, just to pull somebody to where you are. If you can just pull somebody to where you are, it gives that opportunity for that person to reach back and pull someone else. Yeah. And that's important. And I don't think we got that love in our heart that we should have to be able to say, I'm going to walk with you no matter what the problem is. I'll be right here. I may not like you for a moment, but I'm not going <laughs> to leave you, you know. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we do enough of that. Just yeah. my personal opinion. I think that in, especially in, in pastoral ministry, that is one of probably one of the most stressful jobs on the Oh, planet. I can imagine. Well, every church is different. Yeah. Uh, every congregation is different. The needs are different. The communities are different. But uh, I, I think, as you said, there, there, there has to be a time where we, as, as, as pastors and as churches, uh, maybe sit down and, and examine what we're doing already and what, what else can be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are probably pastors that have tried that in the past and it didn't work and mm -hmm. they're you know they're probably dealing with uh congregations with different ideals mm -hmm. about what they need to be doing or what they right. don't need to be doing right but at, at the same time when, when when christ uh went into the temple and he unrolled the scroll and he said the spirit of the lord is upon me mm. he's anointed me to preach the gospel of the mm. poor it, it, everything he said he said look look it's i'm 
I'm bringing in a new. I'm ushering in something new. Right. I'm, it's it's not it's not the same old same old. One of my uh, favorite scriptures is where he says, uh, "Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give yes. you rest." Yes. And then he says, uh, "Take my yoke yeah. upon you and yes. learn of me, for my yoke is easy." And my burden is light. Mm -hmm. He says, there's still a yoke mm -hmm. that you're going to have. There's still a yoke, but he said, you get to choose. He said, my yoke is easy compared to the yoke of the law that you've been dealing with. Mm -hmm. He said, but my yoke is easy. The yoke of the law is a burden, yeah. But Christ said, my yoke is still a burden, but it's lighter than the burden that you've been dealing with. So I, I think what we as a church, as you said, what we have to do is... is uh, help people to understand that life life happens but uh if you if you come to christ uh he he helps to lighten that load absolutely but not only that in lightening that load there is a once he lightens my load uh it helps me to bear your burden once he once he lightens my load, mm -hmm. right. now I'm not saying, whew, I'm glad that's on me. <laughs> right. I can go on with my life. No, yeah. it's once he lightens my load, so now I'm like, who who else can I help since my load has right. been lightened? And right. I think right. going back to what you were saying, Miss Sanders, I think as as the church, uh, from my from my point of view, the way I look at it, I think that's that's what it is. Once he once he sets me free, right. I need to be trying to help somebody yeah, else yeah, be free. free. Once mm -hmm. he once he lightens my load, I need to try and help yeah. somebody else lighten their load. Yeah. Because we're so we're supposed to be like him. Yeah. Exactly. And if that's what he's doing. Exactly. Yes. That's what we're saying. Greater works, you know, shall yeah. he do. Yeah. You know, we should be looking for loads that lighten. Right. You know? Right. That's what he's empowered us for. Right. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. And I don't want to uh, appear that I'm beating up on the past. Oh no, no, no. I, I understood. I understood <laughs> exactly what what you were where you were coming <laughs> okay. from. Yes, ma'am. Because I, I believe that in you know in the church there is. The deacon board, the missionary mm -hmm. board, everybody right. is everybody. just not the load of the pastor. Exactly. You know, maybe you want someone wants to say, "Hey, we're going to do this week, this week, or we're going out into the community," and it's just all not always about putting a burden on the pastor. Right. But yet, and still, as a whole, we have an opportunity to assist the pastor. Mm -hmm. We maybe something he don't see, or maybe something he may not feel too good about talking to women about what's going on with them so that's when the first lady comes in that's when mm -hmm. the mother boy comes in right, exactly. that's when I, you know that's what i'm saying yes ma'am I, I understand and, uh, i understood completely i guess i should have prefaced it with with the fact that uh as god gives us all spiritual yeah, gifts different yeah, absolutely, gifts absolutely, many members but one body yes and it it, yes. it 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 because yes it does become burdensome on the pastor when people are not operating in their spiritual right, gift right, right. and it, it could be okay he could he could organize a community ministry mm -hmm. and this this ministry deals with uh, battered wives. Right, this ministry deals absolutely. with. Uh, we have a, a ministry that deals with inmates who are getting ready to get out. It the, the church. That's what the church is it's there what, in yes, that community for. Yeah, absolutely. it's just the outreach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, when when everything falls upon one or two individuals, uh, that's called burnout. I've heard men, uh, ministers say, "Oh man, going to the prison. Oh man, I don't know about that. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. but." You know, the word tells us to remember those who are in prison. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Ourselves mm -hmm. were in prison. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, you know, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. when you know when they asked him when did we see you hungry or naked or, exactly. or in prison and, and yes. he said if, to the you know when it to, and as much as you have done it or have not, not done, done it, it to, to the, the least, least of these things. yeah yeah you've Thanks. done it or not done it unto me and exactly. so um we, we we've been commanded you know when he said remember those in prison that's a command you know? yeah exactly remember those who are in prison mm-hmm. and so how do we ignore that yeah and then too i think it's a matter of of educating those who are in in the church because there's this this uh the stigmata, I guess you could say, are about people who've been in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, once they, they yeah, get out, we don't we don't want them at our church. No, we don't want them. We don't want them at our Bible study because they they've been to prison. But what have they been to prison for? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you the know, thing is, I mean, we don't see it every day. Exactly. Sometimes we need to be there and didn't get caught. Exactly. <laughs> but the, but the thing is, like I've I've done a total of eighteen calendar years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I made a mistake. Well, I did it on purpose, but 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 I was obviously making bad choices. choices. Yeah. But people can change over time. Exactly. And and, and exactly. that last time, you know, when I went to Parchment Prison, when life plus sixty years, I said, okay. You can't get out of that. One. Yeah. I said, number one, I can't get out of it, but this is not working, and, and I. Right. And I had a change of mind mm-hmm. and and I knew I had to feed that change and that desire to change. Well, no one knew that on the outside. That public enemy number one got him locked up. Yes, good, good. You know, and there were probably was some dread when they found out I was coming home. You mm-hmm. know, but I wasn't the same. Right. And so sometimes. You know, we got to give people another another chance. Another chance. Yeah, that's that's my main thing. Yeah. Just just doing treating them like Christ treated us. Yes, mm-hmm. That's right. Treating them like yes. God treated us for while we were yet sinners, Christ mm. died for us Amen. before the foundation yeah. of the world. The Lamb was slain. Right. Wow. Wow. For, for messed up folks, for crooked yeah. folks. For, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So if, if if God if God did it for us, certainly we can do it for somebody else. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, we talk about the problems, um, but as always, I'm optimistic. Oh, yeah. And and I believe that we are um, approaching a time, you know, when when people are going to say, oh, here's a solution. How long has that been there? It's always been there. But when disasters hit, people band together and and pray, Mm -hmm. you know, eat the country. You know, has moments of silence <laughs> and all of that. You know, when a great disaster hits, but it's always been there. You know, exactly. prayer and the presence of the Lord is has always been there. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. but when you release thousands of people out of prison, um, there's going to be some panic mm-hmm. on on both ends. Mm-hmm. You know, and there, but there are some solutions out there, and uh, you know, I. I think the curriculum that I have, the can I, C-A-N-A-I, is an acronym for continuous and never-ending improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that there are some solutions, and you know, because God inspired that, and it changed my life, and hopefully, you know, doors will open, opportunities will present themselves 
where we can actually help some people. Yeah, I, I think they will because personally, I, it's just a personal belief of mine that whenever you're trying to do what God wants you to do, even though it looks dark and even though some days are up and down, I, I, I think he's always there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, he's blessing those efforts that are genuine, mm-hmm. those right. efforts that are true, those mm-hmm. efforts that, you know, I'm not trying to build my own little kingdom. I'm just trying right. to right. I'm just trying to be a blessing to, to somebody, somebody else. Amen. Amen. And as I say that that's that's my motto, that that that's what I live by. Lord, if you if you just allow me, I'm not gonna be a cul de sac Christian. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a the type of Christian where blessings flow both ways. Both ways, man. yeah. But blessings because in the cul de sac, all you can do is just turn around. And I, I just believe as long as 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 you as you keep that faucet open, God will keep pouring. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep wow. going because that's that's just how good he is. That's that's what he does. Yeah, that's what, yeah. he, does. That's what yeah. he does. Yeah. And we should all want to love each other like God loves us. Yeah. We should all want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Thomas, talk talk to us. Um, what's what's been on your heart uh, lately in terms of um, just the body of Christ, or what's the Lord saying to you lately? You know, what's what's your composure that that bubbling up urge that that <laughs> that, that <laughs> I'm about that, to say that, which one yeah, 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 wakes you up in the middle of the night and you don't know why <laughs> I think that uh especially here lately God has just has just been speaking to me about drawing us drawing the body of Christ closer together. Uh, yes. You know yeah. we all come from, as I say a good hope we all come from different sides of the track we all have different upbringings mm-hmm. uh different mores i guess you could say different uh different ways we think about church what church is to us but mm-hmm. here here lately i think god is really trying to as we talked about in the last last part uh making church look like heaven is going to look mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making church look like heaven is going to look at, because I know you know you can you can you cannot erase uh, history. You cannot erase uh, the ink, the the stain of slavery on our country, on our lives. You cannot erase that. But uh, I think Dr. Martin Luther King said, uh, "You can't defeat hate with hate. Only love. You can That's defeat true. hate with yes. love." Right. Yes. And for me, no matter what my uh, European American brothers and sisters did to my ancestors in the mm-hmm. past, there has to be a point in time where we, where we look past that, mm-hmm. and uh, and and understand that God wants us. There will not be segregated parts of heaven. Mm-mm. Right. Mm. Right. You know. Mm. <laughs> we won't we won't sing different types of songs. <laughs> right. For doing right. That, and we're we're all gonna be singing and praising God and giving him glory together. Yeah. And I, I think that here on earth that's just practice session. Yes. That's right. a practice session. So really it's just he's he's laid it on my heart to start reaching out to different different uh Different uh, brothers and sisters, different mm-hmm. different colors, different ethnicities, mm-hmm. and just uh, instead of seeing how we're different, just looking at what we all have in common. Mm-hmm. For we we've all been saved, washed by the, by the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. You know? 
and uh, that's that's one of the things he's been. <laughs> well, you know, um, and it's interesting that you say that because I, w- I was talking with the pastor of, of Pine Lake Church, and um, and one of the things that he w- was was burning on the inside of him mm-hmm. was finding a pastor or several pastors that that felt that same way. Yeah, that uh, wanted to just focus on the kingdom and loving each other mm-hmm. and um, and so uh, Pastor uh, Chip Henderson just um, and I, matter of fact I mentioned your name to him because okay. I knew where your heart was yeah well tell him to call me yeah, okay because I believe that that would be a continuation or a start of something really big mm-hmm. and um, because he, he's, he's a man of God he loves God and uh, and, uh, and I know that's the you know you're yeah. the same thing. Yeah, so I love to have him come preach for us. Oh yeah. wow! Wow! Yeah. wow. <laughs> well, I will I will convey that. Um, <laughs> and so that that's that's awesome. I cannot allow you to leave yet okay. until we talk about your beautiful first lady. Oh. Your beautiful <laughs> first lady. <laughs> and the reason oh, wow. that I say that is, you know, we, we always talk about the pastor. We always talk about what mm-hmm. pastors are doing. Mm-hmm. But in order to be who you are, they always said that there's got to be a powerful woman standing wow. beside you, not behind you, but, <laughs> but beside, beside you, you. Right. to help you and push you to be the great person that that men, you know, that men mm-hmm. are. So mm-hmm. I wanted to hear about your first lady. Wow, my, my wife is... Is that another whole show? <laughs> I'm about to say, we might need to bring her on. Oh, yes, we need to that do that, absolutely. That she is just an awesome individual. First of all, she's an awesome Christian. She's Amen. saved. And, and I know she's saved. And God is working with, still working with her in, in marvelous ways to help undergird my ministry mm-hmm. and undergird yeah. what I do. She is, she is just a creative individual. Uh, she never wants to spotlight. Oh, but if, wow. she, if she can organize something, if she can... If she can be in the background mm-hmm. while she's doing it, that's that's where she lives and mm-hmm. breathes. That's mm-hmm. her life. Mm-hmm. You know, she loves to do that that type of thing. And uh, and God has just been really since since we've met, He has just been growing her and growing her. And and I tell people, people really don't understand if you've never been married to a pastor, mm-hmm. you don't understand that 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 relationship because she shares me with everybody right Uh, but she's also my my protector she's 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 my securitary that's that's what that's what she came up with she's my security and my secretary Secretary. so she uh because i believe that god allows her not just her uh just from a natural standpoint women can see things that we can't it's true and women, <laughs> and women notice things that yeah. we as men yeah. don't That's don't true. notice, and it's 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 been a the, the the toughest part has been really trying to get get people to understand that that she is not the pastor; she is the pastor's mm-hmm. wife, right. mm-hmm. and there is a certain role mm-hmm. that she plays, mm-hmm. and she is not going to fit in anybody's mold. <laughs> she no matter what what they think a quote unquote pastor's wife mm-hmm. ought to be 
she um, she was blessed uh, many years ago to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with uh, uh, Dr. Lois Evans, uh, Pastor Pastor Tony Evans' wife, and uh, he she pulled her to the side and they just they just talked for about an hour or so, and she was able to pour into her and one I think one of the things uh, that that she learned was that there is a certain role that God wants her to play. Mm -hmm. And, and nobody else can, can can tell her what that role is. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, if, if you add, even if you ask her now, I need you to make a speech. She says she's going to tell you no. I'm not going to do that because that's not what my gifting is. Oh wow! wow. That's the, she's yeah. she's been asked to be the guest speaker for something. She says no, I can't do that because that's not what my gifting is. So oh, she wow. refuses to to operate outside of her gifting. Mm. Uh, yeah, and and so she yeah. she is just she is just dynamic. She has this this huge planner, and every week we sit down and she keeps everybody's schedule. Oh, you know she wow. uh, she knows where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. She knows if it's ten o'clock. She knows where each of my children are if they're in class or if they're at oh, home. Wow. She keeps. It. I mean she is she's just a gifting. She, God, she is God's God's gift to me, and I just just really appreciate everything she does for for our ministry. Yeah, and, and you just—he just lit up like a Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? One thing I want to say uh, uh, about your wife, and and she is she is a very dear soul, and, and I know she loves me. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's always it's always you talk to Goose this way, you talk to Goose this way. <laughs> But she would tell me I would be going through something, and and I I might mention it to her, you know. But she would say, "Don't worry about it. I got I got some prayer." Oh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> she that said, takes another some. whole show to talk about the prayer group, but man. <laughs> and I and I know she prays for me, and there have been times when she has prayed for me, where I, I felt just a peace. And I see, and, and I'm thinking, I'm, okay, I'm not going. You know, Pastor, you know what, what, what I've been through, and and I'm saying, why am I feeling so peaceful? But I I know that she she was calling. She said, I'm calling around the country. I got folks in Atlanta. And she she's not lying. She has a prayer group. When those good sisters get started praying, oh wow, Lord, wow. she's in Atlanta. Uh, like she said, no, uh, all over the place. Man, that's that's a and, blessing. And when that's when when it gets when it gets severe, she said, "Okay, we got you." Uh huh. That's, 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 that's exactly what you when they, when they start praying, God gets to move. Man. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so don't that's don't think that. And uh, Miss Sanders, I, I think this is something to uh, to remind all of your all of the young ladies and, and women who are under your care. Don't think God does not hear a woman pray. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Mm. Yes, mm. yes. Mm. God hears the prayers of women. Yes. I tell yes. you, I tell you, yes, He does. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Thomas, for everything. And uh, you know, the good thing about this is this, this show is going to end, but you're going to still be sitting here for a few minutes. We're going to have something else. <laughs> but uh, before we go out, I need to say that on this on Saturday. The 26th of October, from 1 to 3 in the afternoon, uh, there will be a book signing. Uh, Miss Colleen Sanders will be uh, signing her book at Barnes & Nobles uh, in Ridgeland at the Renaissance. Oh, wow. Yes. 
And so we want to encourage you, if you have a book already, um, bring your book and get it signed by Miss Colleen Sanders, the author. The book is the, the Legacy of Geneva, the Gift of a Mother's Wisdom. If you don't have it already, um, you can pick it up there and have it signed by Miss Sanders, the author. And we hope you'll come out and join us on that particular event. Um, also, I'll be doing a book signing, and that will be. That is to be announced. But I've had two or three people saying, you know, are you going to get a, have a book signing? And, and Pastor, I have not pushed my book, I Am Free, the autobiography of Sheldon Goose. Well, I tell you, all, if you hadn't, yes. you all need to get both of those both. books. Those yes. are some dynamic, dynamic books by dynamic authors, and you will not be disappointed. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so thank much. you so much. Well, Pastor, in closing, tell us where your church is and your service times. All right. Uh, my church is in Florence, Mississippi. It's the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church. That address is 476 RT Braddy Road there in Florence. And our service times are 10. We start uh, Sunday school at 9, and our morning worship service begins at 1015. And if you would like to come and visit with us, we'd be so glad to have you. Uh, we are a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. And when you come, you will get the unadulterated Word of God cut straight. And we are, uh, we are looking forward to seeing you. Absolutely. And Ms. Sanders, tell us uh, about your organization real quick, the uh, contact. Geneva Foundation, www.genevafoundationinc.org. And my phone number is 601-754-0377. Thank you so much. And as always, you can... Um, Get information on I Am Free Incorporated by going to imfreeinc.com. God bless you, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and helping you to take progressive steps towards your freedom. We're here every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you join us. So may the goodness and mercy of the Lord pursue you all week long, and we'll see you right back here on Monday. Have a great week, everyone.